Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Holly's exotic dancing debut, written by Buffy St. Clair. Holly's Journey to Exotic Dancing Headliner After Holly tires of the erotic film industry grind in Los Angeles, she heads to San Francisco in hopes of parlaying her modest fame into an exotic dancing career. A chance conversation with the waitress at Big Al's results in the break she needs and leads to exciting friends with benefits naughtiness. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Holly's exotic dancing debut. Chapter 2 When I opened the door, I could hear that Teddy was in the shower, so I quickly stripped and joined him. As he made room for me, he told me that Janice had canceled. She had to go on a shopping trip, he explained. Really? I said. Really? Like she wanted to take you to some place on a street called Rodeo Drive in L.A.? I laughed a little and reached down and stroked my man's dick. It didn't take long, and he popped all over me. Miss me? I asked as I stood there covered in cum, and he got out of the shower and left me to wash up. Soon I was clean all the way down to my pussy. My head was full of everything that had happened. When I told Teddy about my new job, he was really excited. So I decided if he can stand the strain, maybe I can too. Hell, the money was bound to be good. The very next day, Teddy and I drove off to my new job at Big Al's. I was a second shift girl, actually. I started at 11.30. All the way there in the car, he explained to me how famous the club was. All I could think of was Daisy and her pussy. I left Teddy at the bar talking to the bartender and scurried off to the dressing room. I had to get ready, though there wasn't that much to do really, but it was my first day there. The dressing room was located way in the back, just next to Miss Scrumptious's office. In the middle of the lockers on the top row was an open locker with my name on it. I was standing there with a stupid grin on my face when one of the girls walked in. She introduced herself as Jessica, and we talked a bit. Right off the bat, she said, Don't go into Miss Scrumptious's office alone for any reason. And stay away from Daisy. As she stood in the middle of the room. At that exact moment, Miss Scrumptious wandered in with a padlock and two keys in her hand. As she handed the lock and keys over, she said, Here, these are for you. There's a $20 deposit on them that comes out of your first paycheck. After a brief pause, she continued, There are three keys. I have one in my desk, so don't lose yours. I hate going to the locksmith. Then she sneered at Jessica and turned to walk out. I finally got a real good look at her, and she was mighty big, that one. Mostly a large frame as in big bones. But with plenty of fat, or excuse me, flesh to go along with her bulk. Then, as she stepped through the doorway, she turned toward me and pointed at Jessica while she told me, Don't believe a word this one says. She tells lies. Lots of big lies. She looked at my companion, and Jessica stuck out her tongue at her, to which Miss Scrumptious reacted in kind. They both laughed, but before she closed the door, she added, I'd like to see you at the end of your shift. It was a flat statement, 
Absolutely nothing was left to my imagination. Just, let's talk later. She blew me a kiss and shut the door. Jessica flew into a rage and threw the closest thing she could lay her hand on, a hairbrush, against the door with a crash. Fucking bitch, she said, just loud enough to be heard through the door. I could hear Miss Scrumptious laugh in an easy kind of way. We stood there awkwardly for a minute, and then I opened my bag and started to fill up my locker with stuff. As Jessica watched, I stripped and put back on my outfit from the night before. That is to say, the blue kimono that my new boss had given me, along with my black bra. The garment was now clean. I had to hand wash it three times in the sink before it smelled clean. I slipped on my black classic pumps, which I dearly love, and started to shut the door of my locker. Didn't you forget something? questioned Jessica. I must have looked real stupid because after a few beats of my heart, she added, Panties, you have to be covered up all the way. The club could get fined or even shut down because you were walking around with no drawers on. Oh, it slipped by me, I guess, I said. I'm so used to not wearing any that I... Uh. Really, that last part was a lie. I always wear something, even if it's a G-string. Nerves. I added with a shrug and kind of grinned at her. That's okay. I've got your back, so to speak. The bitch wants me to look out for you until we get off at six. Jessica nodded her head in the direction of the door, and I immediately knew who she was referring to, none other than Miss Scrumptious. I reached into my bag and pulled out a nice pair of lacy knickers that were at least the same color as my bra. I took a final look at myself in the mirror, that stretched the full length of the room on the opposite wall, and smiled at Jessica. You ready? she asked. Yep, it's time to rock and roll, I replied. Super, let's go meet your public there, girly, she said as we went out. Coming from the bright lights of the dressing room to the main room of the club was like being blinded for a minute, only with darkness. Jessica took me by the hand as we walked along, my kimono had fallen off my shoulders, and I caught it in my elbows. Jessica glanced over at me and said, Nice touch. It makes you look classy. By the time we arrived at the bar and station number one, my eyes were fine. I looked for Teddy, but he was nowhere to be found. I had hoped he'd stay and watch me dance for my first number, but he had to get back to work. There will be other times, I thought. On stage was a slightly chubby girl that looked older than she was, dancing real slow, just letting the music move her around. She was attractive in a peasant sort of way, you know, chubby-cheeked, both her ass and her face. But it was her very large and saggy tits that held the early lunch guys mesmerized. If she had walked out the door to the man, they would have followed her out. She thinks she's hot because she's got those big-ass boobs, Jessica uttered to me. Well, she seems to be appreciated, I quipped back with a smile. These idiots, she said, then shook her head and smiled. Honey, honestly, whatever happens here during this shift is tiny time compared to the night shift. 
Jessica leaned her elbows on the bar as the chubby dancer slipped off her bottoms and started to stroll around the stage, swinging her thong around and around with her hand. As she passed the twenty or so guys seated at the bar, money was placed or tossed out for her. She made a big production of bending over to retrieve her tabs. When the music resumed, she started right there, letting her patrons get a good look at her shaven snatch, all the while as she swung those panties around and around. She'd place her foot up on the bar now and again to the delight of the customer sitting there. But the third time she did it, the bartender reached up and flipped a switch and a buzzer went off. That's illegal what she just did. See that line on the stage? said my companion. I looked down and sure enough, there was a line that ran a few inches from one end of the stage to the other. Oh, yeah, what is that? We operate under the six-foot rule, but it's more like six inches. You have to be clothed in some way if you pass that line. During the day, it's mostly ignored. Vice rarely comes in here on day shifts. And the buzzer? I asked meekly. The buzzer tells everyone that she's been fined, which is another thing that is ignored. Any second, our fearless leader will throw open the office door and tell Miss Piggy she owes the club some money. Like clockwork, the door flew open, and in the white light from her office, Miss Scrumptious yelled out, Monica, you cunt! I've warned you about that conduct too many times. Monica ignored her and continued to grind her pelvis at two guys just inches from their noses. From where I sat, it appeared she was almost finger-fucking herself to boot. I gotta say, this place is kind of gross, I said. It just popped out of my mouth. I glanced over at Jessica, who smiled back and replied, Sure, but look at her tips when she gets off the stage. All cash, too. The music stopped and the door to the back office had closed, plunging the main room into darkness again. My eyes were readjusting to the red lights when Monica strolled over and stepped down the three steps to stand beside me on the floor. Hi, she said with a smile. I'm Monica. She paused briefly before adding, Glad to meet ya. Hey, I replied. She seemed nice and she talked in a breathy kind of way. Her hair was black and shoulder length. Her neck and chest were covered in sweat. Monica's tits were saggy, but they were really big, with a nice shape, too. She slipped into a robe and grabbed a tray off the shelf and placed a wad of cash big enough to choke a horse on it, then turned to walk away. Before she left, she leaned into me and said in her breathy way, Good luck. We know all about you, Holly. Then she gave me a kiss on my cheek. The bartender waved Monica off as she left and she waved two fingers of one hand at him. You're up, said Jessica, as she all but pushed me to the stairs and my fate. I stepped up onto the stairs. On the middle one, someone had printed on it in big letters, Stairway to Heaven. Holly, I thought to myself, you've arrived. The rest of the shift went easy enough. I made around $500, most of it after four, when the guys who got off work early started streaming in. I was feeling elated over my tips when the bartender leaned over the bar and whispered in my ear, Don't let it go to your head there, honey. It's only because you're new.
He nodded and stood back as he added, I'll buy you drinks all shift long if it lasts a week. He winked and nodded again, like I was supposed to get down on my knees and worship the jerk. Though he was good-looking and trim, too, for his words of wisdom. Around six o'clock, Daisy came on with the rest of the night girls. She came up to me while I was sitting at the bar, waiting for Teddy to arrive and take me home, or maybe for Chinese takeout. How was your shift? Make any friends? How were your tips? She asked, after ordering a drink. I held up my hand to my face and quietly said, I have about five bills in tips, and the customers all liked me. The bartender, not so much. I added that last bit so she'd ask me about him, which she did. Why the bartender, even though he is an asshole? She inquired. He told me that my good fortune wouldn't last out the week. I answered. Good fortune? Oh, your tips. Daisy replied, then smiled and sipped her margarita. Well, he might be right. It's got more to do with the fact that you're new and they have you on the day shift. She took another sip, then continued. Five bills seems like a lot, but there are girls at night that double that amount each and every time they work. Could I work the night shift, or... I asked excitedly. Not likely, was her reply. Miss Scrumptious would have to let you off her shift, and you've got name recognition that she might be able to work into billing for the club. Daisy turned, leaned on the bar, and scooted over so her bodies touched as she said... Someone should let her know she's missing a rare opportunity here by not promoting you. Nope, I don't see her letting you off the day shift. With that, she walked away in the direction of the office. The club had filled up, and there were more and more girls coming out of the dressing room. Most were knockout bimbos to the extreme, with lots and lots of plastic bouncing around. After ordering another drink, I felt a hand on my back, and there stood Teddy. His eyes were as big as saucers as he gazed at all the half-naked girls. He was like a little boy in a candy store who couldn't make up his mind about what he wanted to eat first. He kissed me on my mouth and asked, How was your day? It was great. The guys really liked me. And, uh, I made some money, honey, I replied. How much? He asked, while still glancing around as the dancers and waitresses swarmed around the bar. A thirty-something girl, who was a total stunner, stepped up the stairs to the stage. She had a set of keys in her hand and unlocked the cage that was off to one side. She came back, bent over, and her top sagged in the middle as a bunch of deep cleavage presented itself. Both Teddy and I took a nice long look at her perfect set of boobs. She handed the keys to the second new bartender and looked Teddy right in the eye. You with her? She asked and sort of pointed at me. Uh, sure I am, he stammered. Too bad, she replied, then effortlessly spun around slowly and ended up in the middle of the stage. I felt a hand at my back and turned to see Daisy standing there. Okay, awkward moment number one for Holly, I thought, while summoning up my inner strength to introduce Daisy to Teddy. After seeing the way Daisy looked at Teddy, I realized they were like two kids in a candy store. Daisy broke their mutual gazing at each other, giving me all of her attention. She smiled big time and rolled her eyes as she gushed. He is really cute. And skinny, too. Oh, 
You know about some skinny guys, do you? I asked. Of course. I've got a feeling that he's one of them. Yes, isn't he, Holly? She replied, and then leaned forward and gave me a kiss on my cheek. Oh, I think our fearless manager will spend some money for advertising as you being a special during lunch. It won't change your money, really, but it could build sales for the cash register. She nodded and then took a sip from my second margarita. You mean Holly could be like a feature? Teddy said excitedly. No, not really a feature. But it would mean she'll only work for about half her shift and won't have to sell drinks on the floor like the rest of us. So her tips could go down, right? Asked a concerned Teddy. Chances are they'll go through the roof. Tons of new customers will flock here to check her out. Oh, and she could sell selfies of her and the customers. Daisy smiled and added, I could help with that. My new friend and my boyfriend were planning out a career here. I mean, we'd be thousandaires here, quickly, and millionaires soon after if they worked it out right. Well, I've got to go get ready to hustle drinks, Daisy said to the both of us. She kissed me again on the cheek and then touched Chetty's arm and gave it a squeeze as she smiled, while beating feet to the back of the club where, for the first time, I saw the rear stage had opened up and two girls were twirling and doing a new version of a bump and grind. Their breasts were in full motion as they changed sides of the stage to the delight of the customers. I looked over at Teddy and saw that the first dancer up was now off the stage and wiping herself off with a small towel that was kept on a shelf by the stairs. She had put her bottoms back on and stepped off the stage topless. Teddy looked over and stared long and hard at her perfect tits. Then she pulled out a small container that looked like a fingernail polish bottle and handed it to Teddy as he stepped back almost into my lap. Could you help a girl out here, dude? With those words, she stuck out her chest toward him and looked at him quizzically. What's in here? Teddy stammered. Spirit of gum, was her response. Standing up on my stool, I leaned in towards them and said, Oh, I know. Teddy, she wants you to paint her nipples with the stuff. That's it. You catch on, she said, while gazing into Teddy's eyes and making him tremble a little. Lay it on, baby. I have lap dances to do, she instructed before asking. You want one? Teddy only looked at her. He did open his mouth to speak, but nothing came out that was intelligible, at least not to me. Maybe later, I answered for him. With a very shaky hand, Teddy applied as much of the clear liquid as he could. Her nipples weren't that big, but the areolas were in fact very round, so Teddy the nipple artist had to take extra long strokes to cover all of them. As he worked, she held out her hand and said, I'm Foxy. You're that porno girl Holly something, right? Then she jumped a little and squealed, That tickles! She didn't know Teddy's name. To be sociable, I took over. Teddy. My boyfriend's name is Teddy. She turned so Teddy could get at her other breast and nipple. She blew on her extended nips and looked at him and cooed. Hmm, Teddy. Then to both of us, I guess she said, We do this so I can do lap dances topless. The gum is transparent, but legally we're covered. Neat, huh? 
She replaced the bottle of gum in a small bag and set it on the shelf. Then she held Teddy's hand and said thank you and winked at me. I'm going to give Teddy here a special treat that I do for all my guys. With that, she held on to Teddy's head and then stuck her mouth in his ear. I was about to wrestle her away when the most incredible sound came out of her. It sounded like a large pig had spoken. Well, grunted. It was at first alarming, but the look on Teddy's face was simply priceless. His head shook and he tried to get away from her, but she held on to him. It didn't last long and then she was gone. Teddy looked at me and held his ears as the customers around us started to laugh. The second station bartender slapped the bar and said, She does that for all of us. Well, some more than others. It's a kick in the head. Ain't that right there, sport? Teddy could only shake his head. As we left, Foxy was grinding her ass on some soon-to-be-poorer guy's lap as her covered, thanks to Teddy, breasts were smeared across his face. Another good-looking girl was in the first cage naked, almost masturbating. Or that's what it looked like from my angle. She waved her fingers at us as we opened the door and escaped to the normal world outside. We got into the car, and Teddy reached down, cupping his cock and groaned. Oh. In a sing-song voice, I teased him. What's the matter? Little boy got a big stiffy he wants mama to suck and make all better. Could you? I mean, it won't take long. Those girls, those wicked, wicked girls. He looked so serious and sounded very convincing, but I knew better. He adjusted the driver's seat back as far as it would go and pulled down his pants. I moved over and hovered just above his boxers where a large wet stain had formed. My word, he was turned on. I descended onto Teddy's lap to do my own type of lap dance with my mouth on his engorged pole. When he pulled it out, his musky scent filled my nostrils, and I popped that red meat into my mouth as his throbbing head was excreting precum by the pint. He was right. It didn't take long at all. He erupted with a nice big load that I got down my throat with ease. While wiping my mouth and chin, I remembered the saying that everyone needs to have an occupation, and I was wondering how long I could last at this, because I've got to tell you, I liked it a lot. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Holly's exotic dancing debut. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon, Audible, and iTunes.